Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about four, the tears in your eyes, and that is the number four from USA for Africa's We Are the World album. It was recorded on the 2nd of February 1985 in a portable studio outside the Superdome in New Orleans, and it was released on the 23rd of April 1985. Obviously, Prince has got into a little bit of um, kind of controversy because he didn't want to participate in the song We Are The World. Um, and he made this quite clear. He didn't want to just be like a guy standing in a chorus line like that. That wasn't that wasn't who he was. Um, you know, he'd offered to kind of add some lyrics himself and sing those lyrics and have them be put into the song. Um, but Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones and Lionel Richie decided that they they didn't want to have that happen you know they couldn't have every person demanding that they rewrite lines mm-hmm. so instead prince was like okay i will record a song and like i said you know outside the um, you know the the superdome in new orleans he had a portable studio ready to go and he recorded this song um and you know on the track it was prince um along with uh wendy and lisa bobby z brown mark and dr fink um, although the version that ended up on the hits of the B-sides is just the kind of a basic acoustic version um, that Prince um, recorded, uh, you know, at a later date, um, once he actually managed to get into a proper studio. And um, and that version just has Prince, Wendy and Lisa. And the song itself is um, 3 minutes 23 on the version that is on uh, the B-sides, but it's 2.45 on the version that was on We Are The World. And joining me to talk about it today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Hey, Darren. And, um, you know, for a genre of song, I mean, I guess, acoustic ballad. <laughs> no, you got to, like, it's clearly a song about Jesus. It's a Jesus song. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there is that as well. There is, a, you know, there's a slight element of that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, slight element? It's clearly about Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the lyrics are fairly explicit. Yep. Um, you know, and obviously, I mean, I, I think the, the interesting thing is that, you know, when kind of asked to, to participate, um, pretty much everybody said yes. Mm-hmm. Prince, at this particular point, he was at the height of his fame. You know, Purple Rain had just been like the best selling album of 1984 and Purple Rain, the film had made a lot of money. And, you know, he would had like three number one singles in a year and all of those singles had kind of, you know, spent a lot of time at the top of the charts. Prince was basically at the absolute height of his powers. He would never be more powerful than this. So the fact that they were like, oh, do you want to take part in We Are The World? And Prince is like, no, I definitely do not want to do that. And I think that very few like artists could kind of get away with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, it's notable that there are a few other, um, you know, people who kind of contributed songs um, for the album. Uh, obviously, I spoke about this a little bit on Hello. You know, obviously, uh, Prince's Prince's choice to not take part in the We Are The World album, mm-hmm. it caused a little bit of an issue. And, you know, Prince addressed that in Hello, uh, you know, which was kind of recorded literally a few weeks after this and then put onto a single. So by the time you got to July... Um, you know, Prince had had, you know, his version of, of the events on a B-side and, and it was out there, uh, you know. And I mean, I can kind of understand why Prince wouldn't want to be standing in the back, you know, next to Dan Aykroyd or whatever, kind of singing We Are The World, We <laughs> Are The like, Children. But it wasn't like... I, I do like the idea of, like, he specifically objected to standing next to a Ghostbuster, but 
<laughs> but he would have been like standing next to like Dylan or whatever or like anyone else who was in that chorus, which was like pretty star started. Yeah. Like Yeah, I mean you had Bill Gibson, Latoya Jackson, Tito Jackson, uh <laughs> Jeffrey Osborne. You had some gigantic names. You it, could it, barely move for the names. It's shocking um, that he you know, like that he wasn't uh he didn't get a solo line that would have been come on like out of that there's a list of soloists here and like he's as as popular and hey, as some of them. I mean I'd say he's bi- he's certainly bigger than Kim Carnes or Cindy Lauper at the time yeah you know he's definitely bigger than Kenny Loggins or Steve Perry let's put it like that <laughs> I mean he's certainly out of the league of a James Ingram or a Kenny Rogers who by this point was like on his seventh gamble of TV movie or something yeah you know I'd say only really in the court in the in the soloists I'd say only Lionel Richie Stevie Wonder Paul Simon um, no, obviously, you know, Michael Jackson, Dylan. I'd say those. Dylan, are... Ray Charles, obviously, pretty big names. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what was Ray Charles doing in 1985? You, you can't say. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, I cannot. Was nothing really. Yeah, I don't think he was really. You know, he was a name, but he he wasn't really doing anything at that mm. point. You know, his peak had long passed. Um, and the same with Dylan. Dylan had a disastrous 80s. Like yes. he literally <laughs> recorded the worst stuff of his career in the 80s. So I think Prince is bigger than pretty much all of those. Yeah, at the time, yes. I would say yes. You know, 1985 was Huey Lewis's big year, you know, mm-hmm. with Back to the Future and everything. But uh, yeah, you know, I find it funny as well that Daryl Hall gets to be a soloist, but John Oates has to be in the chorus. Um, you oh, know, that's brutal. Like the, I don't think that's funny. It was just the way it is, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when people are picking be- between a hall and an oats, they know which one is the is the the lead and which one is the chorus. And you know, it's I mean, in terms of production, it's very simple. Obviously, you know, Prince he didn't have much time. You know, he already had a band, so obviously they just kind of went into the, the you know the mobile studio and they just kind of uh, put the song down. Um, and you know, I, I mean. <laughs> The lyrics, as we said, long long ago there was a man changed stone to bread with a touch of his hand. He made the blind see and the dumb understand. I think that's. I don't think that's quite what what dumb means. Yeah. I mean, dumb is is the equivalent of mute, isn't it? But, I mean, I guess what he's trying to say, yeah. Uh, and he died for the tears in your eyes. Yeah. Your eyes. I just want before we move on. I just want to say, like, I was having read the lyrics, just seeing the line. He made the blind see and the dumb understand, which to me like was a real like attack on this on stupid people. <laughs> just like I, <laughs> just like so harsh. Like, like Jesus can make you smart, all right. It's just <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's brutal. I do, I do kind of yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think obviously you know the meaning of dumb in the Bible is is kind of slightly different. Uh-huh. Um, you know, obviously, basically it was it was meant to be mute. You know. Yeah, I know. That, that, but that's like, kind of the... if it, I know like the sort of definition he's sort of working with, but like using the word understand as like the resolution, <laughs> <laughs> as obviously that yeah, just, like I mean, yeah, it... pertains to idiocy, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have said he made the blind see and the dumb speak. I mean, yeah. you know, that's that would be more accurate. But yeah, yeah. I do. I, I mean, that is kind of one of my favorite lines in this entire thing is the fact that he says the dumb understand. Um, yeah. And he says many people came from all around to hear this man preach glorious sound. Mm. He spoke of the man in harmony and love abound. He died for the tears in your eyes. Your eyes. And then there's a lot of repetition of mm. your eyes um, with Wendy and Lisa doing the backing vocals. Yeah, really Great vocal work by 
the two of them just yeah. harmonizing with I mean, the yeah voice. no I mean like the, the like the three of the, their three voices together it does kind of remind you of what one of the selling points of the revolution which was that kind of the harmony between the three of them and mm-hmm. you know when it worked it was great uh, obviously um <laughs> then prince talks about uh, Four cents may be all they're worth, for each rising sun each day assures us the meek shall inherit the earth, the earth. Which I, I really love, because like, while I'm not religious, I, I, re- I like really ham-fisted, un- unabashed like, <laughs> religious lyrics. You know, just the fact that like a famous pop singer would quote the Bible, like, quoting like the meek shall inherit the earth like as in the chorus yeah pretty crazy <laughs> well i mean obviously at this point it's hidden away on a on you know the the usa for africa album so i yeah. mean i don't know how many people are hearing this but yeah wasn't it like <laughs> it sold over like three million copies the album did god damn it yeah no i mean it did well but at the same time it's like who who is who isn't listening to just the title track you know and then after that what what else are you listening to I mean, I can't imagine you're listening to that Steve Perry song. I mean, you know, <laughs> we could do it like uh, in, we could do a podcast on "We Are the World" and its musical legacy. You <laughs> can break it down. I mean, "We Are the World" was just ripping off Band Aid, so you know you'd have to start there. But yeah, you know, they came late to the party, quite frankly, when it came to charity singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Prince goes on: "Faith is a word we all should try, describing the man who willingly died. Believe that your hunger, sorrow, and fears." In less than the tears in your eyes, your eyes. Um, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like as well how he never says Jesus in this song. Yeah, it, he which, literally never says it. Which is never make, bothers. Which is like why it's a great Jesus song. You know, you don't. <laughs> yeah, he's like describing the man who willingly died. Yeah. It's like okay, just say Jesus. I mean, there's a quicker way to say that, Prince. You don't have to kind of have this very long description. Um, yeah, I mean, we then kind of get a repetition of, you know, and the meek shall inherit the earth, that mm-hmm. verse a couple of times before the song finishes. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a, it's not like a, a big song, you know, obviously um, when 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 you look at the hits, the B-sides, you know, uh, this and, um, you know, Power Fantastic were kind of like the two new songs essentially on the B-sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they weren't B-sides. So that was a, that made the title a lie. Um, just like nothing compares to you wasn't a hit for Prince, so that made the hits one a lie. Um, Wait, but yeah, and and yeah, it, it could have it's kind of, could have been a B side in the sense of like it's just it's like a live version of of like of a recording that he's put out before, so kind of not a B side to a single. Yeah I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, but I don't even know if it's on the B side of the album for "We Are the World." I have that here and. It literally, it's on no, side it was. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but yeah, not so not this well, version. I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's kind of a stretch, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I really enjoy this song. Um, but obviously, this version of "For Your Tears in Your Eyes," even if you'd owned the "We Are the World" album, you didn't hear this version. <laughs> you know, this is a this is a different version. And you know, I think this is you know the kind of the longer version is is like a is kind of the better version of the song. Mm-hmm. You know, I I feel like. It's kind of truer to what Prince would have wanted. You know, the production's very simple. Uh, you know, it's just him and Wendy and Lisa singing. And, you know, like we said, you have the kind of closeness of their harmonies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think they really kind of bring something to it. And obviously, you know, the video for the for that version was then put onto the Prince YouTube channel. And it's just literally Prince sitting with his acoustic guitar on a stool, just singing the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just kind of, I mean, I, I, like we say, I, I love the fact that it's a song about Jesus where he never says Jesus. 
Like, you know, there's the other songs that Prince has done that are very religious where he kind of makes it explicit what he's talking about, like I mean, The Cross. I mean, I Would Die For You is also like a Jesus song where he never uses the word Jesus or he never says Jesus. I mean, in the in the film, he points at Apollonia and, and does the little <laughs> hand signals. So As in I'm what? He does a cross? About Apollonia. No, no, he doesn't do the. No. He do a cross. Apollonia he isn't does, he, Jesus. God damn it! No, he go, he goes he goes. I would die for, for you. you. That's what he does at Apollonia. Just the hand signals. There's like a little dance that goes with that song. Right. But you know. like outside of like the narrative of the film, it's clearly about Jesus. Like, I mean, I you know, it starts with him saying, "I'm not your lover." Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I'm know. not your friend. Um, but he, I'm. Yeah, and also like I'm something he never comprehends, and I think that's later in some way. Yeah, I mean, no, I feel like but that feels like that's Prince talking about Prince, <laughs> being <laughs> no. like I'm something you'll never comprehend. <laughs> you know, I would die for you is like clearly about Jesus. Like, what? It just, I don't know who you had on, on that song. Like, but yeah, I feel I feel it was about the mystique of Prince's, you know, kind of uh, demeanor at the time, but. Uh, you know, we can disagree on that one. But for this one, it's fairly obvious. It definitely is 100% about Jesus. Okay. No, but you know, we could also, no disagreement like, there. maybe if, like, a detective went through the lyrics and said, all right, well, right, he changed bread, he changed stone to bread, made a blind see, but the dumb understand, that disqualifies him from being Jesus. That was in the Bible, <laughs> goddammit. I mean, I, I think, obviously, it's interesting that he does put stuff like the meek shall inherit the earth. No, yep. that's kind of like a direct quote from the King James Version, you know, so, you know, that's I, a, I mean, if that's he, Old if Testament, really committed, right? If I remember. Like, uh, no, no, that's him. Jesus. That's Jesus. That's that's from the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's also it's also in the life of Brian. OK, yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's just where, <laughs> where, where, you know, print, where, where we see the family and he's like, oh, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth. And he's like, oh, that's nice. That's good for them. Good for them. They finally get something. <laughs> Right. But yeah, blessed are the cheesemakers. Um, but yes, I mean, I, I think in terms of like its relevance, I think it's interesting that it forms a part of this this story, you know, with which is obviously expressed in Hello, that, you know, mm-hmm. Prince uh, didn't want to take part in this particular thing, but he did kind of take part by giving this song away and kind of saying, you know, here, have this song and this you can put this on your album, um, you know. And I think out of, out of all the songs that were contributed to that album, this stands out because... You know, a lot of those artists now, I mean, where is Steve Perry? No one cares about Steve Perry. No one cares about Kenny Loggins. Like, there's a lot of songs that are on that album where you're like, eh. and And also, even some of the bigger names just did covers or, you know, live versions of stuff. And Prince actually kind of went to the trouble of giving a brand new song, you know, which kind of shows that when... Prince can't do anything like half-hearted. If he's going to if he's gonna give you a song, he's going to give you a brand new song that no one else has heard. <laughs> And, you know, he's not just going to cover some something, you know, some other song live and then kind of have that as being his contribution. Wait, there's like, I I do feel like there's certain problems with like, hey, I'm going to refuse to appear on this charity recording. And then I also here's a song that sort of that is about my belief system and all that stuff. I think there's a we kind of selfish and like, hey, uh, well, I guess I'm going to preach like put if I'm gonna put out like a song on this charity record that millions of people will hear and it's for charity, I'm I'm gonna sort of push Christianity. I think that's kind of not so not so selfless, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, in a in a country that at the time had like a hundred and 
70 million Christians. I don't think Prince is like in a minority. Yeah, on that one. yeah, yeah, you're right there, but, but still, yeah. it's kind of like, right, <laughs> we are the world. You got to be a bit more inclusive there, <laughs> Prince. Yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting because, of course, you know, like if you look at the other songs, you know, Steve Perry. Um, you know, he, he he did his own song. You had the Pointer Sisters. Uh-huh. Um, again, I mean, these are like, you know, uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band did a cover of a Jimmy Cliff song. Um, you know, Northern Lights. I don't even know what that band is, but I understand that uh, Brian Adams was once in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they did kind of their own thing, which was called Tears Are Not Enough. Yeah. So for the tears in your eyes <laughs> kind of fits with that. Uh, Chicago, uh, I don't know. They did. They did a song. Tina Turner. She did. She did a, a kind of cover as well. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, total control. He did a cover. You know, Huey Lewis did a cover. You know, a live version of a of, of like his one of his songs. So it's like people were didn't seem like people were really making that much effort. Yeah. Whereas right. Prince was like, here is a brand new song. You know, no one's heard this before. I literally just recorded it the other day. Um, you know, as soon as I was asked. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, at the same time, I understand Prince not wanting to be in a group shot. Like that wasn't ever Prince's thing. Even when he had bands, it was always Prince and, mm-hmm. you know, Prince and the Revolution, Prince and the New Power Generation. You know, it took him until he was like in his fifties before he was like, okay, Third Eye Girl, we'll just we'll just be the band Third Eye Girl. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's I, I mean, and you know, so I can kind of understand him not wanting to be in that lineup. Um, and you know, you say. I mean, obviously, this is a this is a completely preachy song. <laughs> There's no way around it. <laughs> yeah. Like just the idea of like there was this great man who sacrificed these things and could do these miracles yeah. and made idiots understand. You know, like <laughs> it's a very preachy song. But at the same time, I can't. You know, I'm not a religious person, but I do kind of just love the production on this. I and I, I love him with Wendy and Lisa. And you know, I do. I even. I, I mean, I do kind of love the, the kind of the lyrics. Um, you know, even even the kind of the the weird use of of dumb and various mm. other there's there's other bits and pieces in it where I'm like, you know, okay, you know, you like using the meek shall inherit the earth in a song is not particularly kind of original because obviously that's <laughs> such a well known yeah. kind of part of that sermon. But at the same time, he really makes it kind of work with the the feeling of the song. I really like it. I I I really like news of repetition as well. How he keeps repeating that. For the tears in your eyes verse and hearing more of that harmony, just on the the live the acoustic version or whatever, where he he like, but just before the last repetition, he says, "Say it again or sing it again" to like Wendy and yeah. Lisa. I love that <laughs> that small detail. Yeah. I always I always love Prince's kind of like directing the band to do stuff. He, this is something that he does in Power Fantastic as well. When he he says a chord and then he says in eleven measures, and then obviously if you count, then you hear that chord mm-hmm. like you know eleven measures later. So. You know, I do. I do love the band direction stuff as well. That's always quite fun. I would say out of five, I would have to go with a four, and that's only because obviously, you know, neither version is really kind of fully produced mm-hmm. as much as Prince would normally do. Uh, you know, if if he'd have been like at Sunset Sound or something, or if he'd have had Paisley Park at the time, I'm sure he would have kind of given it a couple more passes. And if he didn't have to kind of like hand it in so it could go on the record, I'm sure he would have given it a bit more time and kind of maybe kind of expanded it a little bit and kind of done a bit more production. But you know, I like I like it being quite simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I feel I can't give it any more than a four just because it feels like Prince is. I mean, he's putting the effort in. But it, it does feel like it, you know, he's got one day. He's gonna do this song on this day, and mm. then he's gonna move on to something else the next day. Uh, um, you know, I'm gonna give it a five. Actually, I 
really I really like this song. It's just particularly the version on the B-sides. I love those harmonies and like, yes, you could probably say like it could <laughs> use more time in the kitchen and more production. And I think it's also a sign of like Prince just giving a really good acoustic performance and making it work with two other musicians. And yeah, it's a great example of that, I think. So I really love this song. I mean, it goes without saying nobody covered this song <laughs> um, and Prince only really kind of performed it live um, at one gig on the 23rd of February 1985 uh, which I kind of is uh, you know obviously is around the time that you know the We Are The World stuff was going on anyway so it kind of ties in with that um, and, and then you know he kind of he, he, he recited some of the lyrics uh, at a gig in 2002 and that's pretty much as much as he performed it um, you know so, <laughs> so um, I think that you know obviously you know, the song has a little bit of history, you know, particularly within kind of Prince's own kind of mythology because of, you know, the kind of um, the anger. Would I, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it anger, but just the criticism that was leveled at him then kind of forced him, you know, forced his hand and he had to record a B-side to, <laughs> to, uh, to kind of go back on the attack and kind of get his side of the story out there. Um, so, you know, the whole kind of it almost kind of gets lost a little bit in the fact that, you know, Prince did kind of contribute a song to the to We Are The World mm-hmm. album. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the focus of Hello is on the fact that he didn't want to sing. You know, he opens up by saying, I didn't want to sing, but I'd gladly write you a song instead. And, you know, that's what he did. Um, you know, so, oh, but I mean, I, you know, it's 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 a really enjoyable song. And obviously as as kind of used as like a selling point for the B-sides, you know, like one of the kind of two new songs that that's on there that, you know, I mean, the B-sides itself kind of sells itself because if you haven't collected, you know, Prince's seven inches yeah. or whatever or 12 inches, then you hadn't heard most of the songs anyway. But, you know, I think adding this and um, Power Fantastic, I think they're both really good kind of additions and they, they really do sell the B-sides to any kind of Prince fan. Yeah, so I feel like we said as much as we can about For the uh, Tears in Your Eyes. So yeah, let's um, go to I'm, any Before plugs. we close, I just want to say I'm still shocked that you think I Would Die For You is not about Jesus. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's I, I don't know. Like I'm just going to leave the, the episode on that note. You, you have to rethink your okay. life, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to plugs then, Antu. Uh so, uh, yes, uh, just follow me on Twitter at Antu Comedy, A-N-H-T-U, Comedy. And you'll be following my news or, and gigs and stuff. <laughs> and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Antu. Uh, no problem, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. Yeah.